today we are giving a sneak peek into a new In My Field spinoff. Uh, Himalaya, the main app that we are powered by, will be launching a podcore section of their app, actually, called Himalaya Learning. And In My Fields is lucky to be a part of this launch alongside many other cool people. Tis correct. It will be modeled like a masterclass. So because ours is sort of centered around K-pop for the moment, In My Fields will be presenting the podcore series creating k-pop uh it's still a working name but creating k-pop <laughs> slash making k-pop we will be having informative roundtables interviewing everyone from korean youtubers international youtubers producers and songwriters who've worked on all your favorite k-pop hits k-pop journalists choreographers consultants and more if you want to learn more about how you yourself can work in the industry or just know more about who works behind the scenes in my fields is here to show you the many different possible pathways to do so. Mm-hmm. So today we are starting out with North American YouTubers. Um, reason we say North American is because one of them is Canadian, um, who all have different viewers and methods to their YouTube madness. We have Umu, founder and main organizer of the React to the K YouTube channel, most famously known for their Classical Musicians React series. XLS, the BTS theorist with her own podcast alongside Jose Ochoa called Interlude Army, also on the Himalaya app. And Cameron Phillip, BTS dubber, artist, and host of his own podcast called Sad Boy. We are happy to give you guys a sneak peek of this, but starting on July 6th, you can see the other podcast roundtables as well. Let us know who you want to see and hear from and enjoy. Yes, we are so lucky and happy to have some of the biggest platforms out here, and they are different in what they do, Hell but yeah. we got to introduce them. First of all, we have Roseanne, aka X Celeste here, a BTS theorist and editor extraordinaire, um, who actually has her own <laughs> podcast called Interlude Army, alongside Jose Ochoa, that's also on the Himalaya platform thank you for coming roseanne thank you for having me yes and then we have umu the founder and main organizer of the youtube channel react to the k most famously known for their classical musicians react series and i know you guys have a youtube i mean not a youtube a podcast as well right no actually not really wait so what are those interviews those long form (laughs) interviews you do with the producers yeah they just happen oh, to be true. really long interviews. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I, see, I see. I thought it was a podcast. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you both for joining us. Yes, today. thank you. Yeah. Um, I think we wanted to do this in the form of kind of what maybe a KCON panel would be like. Um, mm-hmm. And there has been like creating a YouTube channel, like panels before, right? I believe right. PD and yeah. DKDK were guests on it last year. Yeah. And Terry so. TV. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to create channels. I know you've gotten questions about it, Dre, all three of you guys have gotten questions about how to create it. Um, and I feel like the most important, and you can tell me otherwise, but we're going to start off with, um, the most important probably thing to think about as you're starting your channel, which is building your voice and your brand. Um, and you guys each have very different voices and brands, um, which just makes you has made you popular because it's it's not like everybody else's you know um so i want to know andre obviously you can answer this too but we'll be switching off with questions no please do i'm curious (laughs) yeah right i'm like this is a panel for dre too um first uh my first question for you is should you experiment with 
your brand slash voice at first? Or should you have an idea of what you want out of the gate? I know, Umu, you started off with, like, your own reactions, and then now it's something completely different. So want to know what you guys, you know, think about sticking to that from the beginning or, you know, being open to jumping around. Right. I think there's ups and downs to both. Right. Um, I personally kind of regret not having a specific mindset for a specific brand before I started so that I would know what to do just right out of the gate. But also having like starting off kind of just playing it by ear kind of in a way does develop a really nice family with the followers who do start with you from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And so they see your growth, they see your change. But then the downfall is that some people might not like that change, right? So I I guess I see a little bit more pros in, yes, knowing your brand, brainstorming the different kind of videos you do want to make Mm -hmm. beforehand. Okay. What about you, Rosanne? Well, for me, I actually got into it not really knowing what I wanted to do. Actually, for those who follow me on YouTube, I wasn't excellent in the beginning. I actually started off as a gaming channel because I loved gaming. I loved editing. But then um, I realized that, you know, with the gaming community, there's some parts of it that I wasn't really comfortable with, but I still wanted to continue editing. So I transitioned over to let me add k-pop into this mix because i love k-pop as well and i noticed people were doing reactions actually dre was one of the first channels that i ever watched started watching and so i'm like you know what let me let me try this as well because i wanted to incorporate k-pop into that and then that's when i started doing reactions Mm. and then from there i realized that the community of reactions started to get like very saturated on youtube Mm. So that's when I was like, you know what, maybe I should try to find something that I'm good at, but still involves K-pop and editing. And that's when I found like, um, that I was really good with theories. So if only I knew, so sometimes a lot of people wonder what their whole uh, main thing should be about on their channel, but sometimes we just don't know. We just wanna, I feel like that might hold you back from starting a YouTube channel is when you do all that planning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just jump into it see what you're good at see i wouldn't have known that i was going to be good at like theories until i jumped into it so i guess true. go with the flow see what you're good at mm. experiment it's very true and i mean and don't feel bad if you don't get the results that you want right away because that does just tend to going. happen just mm. keep going so right. what what in the gaming community then made you feel uncomfortable um you know <laughs> should i be raw like, about this yeah <laughs> I, I, you could you could just tiptoe it doesn't matter i you know as a female gamer in the community we do get harassed sometimes and so mm. um and we're kind of like looked down upon i mm. i mean it's 2020 i know right like that still happens yes unfortunately yeah. it does so we do have to put up with a lot more things but i noticed that when i started doing k-pop reactions i slowly strayed away from gaming because the k-pop community for me it was just a lot more like open and loving mm. and that's okay. the reason why Right. And also back on the topic on the original question, it's I realized when Roseanne was talking about it, it's a bit like trying to find your major before going to college. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are so many things that once you get to college that you haven't 
done before in high school. Like my whole life, it was at first I wanted to be, you know, like when I was a little kid, I want to be a, a fashion designer. And then wow. the rest of my life, I know I went in the real opposite direction. <laughs> um, then all I did for the my high school, middle school experience was music. And so I was like, okay, this is literally the only thing that I ever had time for and all I did. So that's what I'm going to do in college, right? Mm -hmm. But then I got to college and the YouTube thing became a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I started editing and I loved editing. Then I learned about audio uh, mixing and mastering and recording. And I loved that aside from performing, right? So I guess, Roseanne, you've convinced me, right? Like, yeah, just start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Do whatever the heck you want. It's very um, true. Interact with your audience, see what they suggest. Yes. And just go for it, right? Do what, um, go follow your heart. <laughs> That, it's, it's, it sounds corny, but it's true. Question, uh, Umu. Um, how'd you learn editing? Trial and error. Um, oh, nice. Did yeah. you uh, like look up on YouTube or Google, whatever? Yeah, I literally, I remember <sighs> when I go. first wanted, after watching your reactions, um, after I was like, oh, I want to try this stuff out in high school, I looked up online how to make a reaction video, oh. right? So oh. I had iMovie picture, on picture. my computer, and then mm -hmm. I just copied what they did, filmed, and then... Uh, my editing sucked for years, but then slowly I time, started yeah. noticing, you know, other people's techniques and I started mm -hmm. playing more transition to Final Cut Pro. Uh -huh. And yeah, it, <laughs> just trial and error, man. Yeah, no, no, that's part of it. Like, that's why I keep on telling people like, oh, how do you edit this? I'm like, Dude, no, YouTube is there. Uh, yeah. I, I still <laughs> myself look up skills and tricks, how to like improve my editing, just YouTubing and like transitions and different, I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. That's, I was just wondering because it seems like you were going one way and then obviously you start editing and filming. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, How'd you learn? Very interesting. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Google. Google is your friend too. <laughs> Google oh is definitely a friend. You just ask questions to Google. Yeah. Google knows they everything. Answer. It sure do. does. It's, it's, Wait, Dre, it's do you use Final Cut Pro what? too, right? I I went to film school, <laughs> so I, I learned how to use a lot. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, I was supposed to be an editor either way if this didn't work out, uh -huh. uh, but it's cool. Uh, I'm, on my, I'm my own boss, so that's pretty cool. So <laughs> instead of working for somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I learned Final Cut Pro. Uh, there's Avid, there's uh, mm -hmm. Sony uh, Vegas Pro, there's so, but usually I use Final Cut. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Okay. And I guess my advice, should you experiment at first, I mean, when I first started, I had nobody. <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was definitely one of the first, I guess. That's why people call me, I guess, OG, whatever. OG, yes. Um, so I, it was a lot of trial and error. Uh, I did reactions because I saw a few other YouTubers before. They're not doing it anymore, but did it. And I thought it was fun, a fun way to put myself out there because there was no other K-pop fans when I first started. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if someone looked someone thought the same I did the way I did so I put my like if you see my first one I didn't have picture in picture it was just me and I click baited the shit out of it <laughs> yeah. um I put sexy half Asian male reacts to BAP warrior um <laughs> and then and <laughs> just the comments that's where I started there was no picture in picture it was just me reacting because I didn't know at the time and I just kept on going. Uh, and I trialed and error. I did skits as well. I did uh, everything where it would be unboxing or just like random vlogs. Just kept on going. And I think that's one of the reasons why my channel grew because 
I did skits that just, because I knew that not everybody would want to see a reaction. I was like, all right, mm. let me do this. Mm-hmm. So I guess if I get any advice, advice that, and y'all said it too, is just experiment, do it. I always say that to everybody at KCON. I ask them, like, just do what you think works for you, whatever you're comfortable, what are you interested in? It doesn't even have to be about K-pop, but if you're into it, yeah, why not? Um, mm. And just experiment uh, and see what clicks. I mean, there's other ways to do it. You could see what trends and then, just go through that uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah like or that. yeah basically and then yeah we'll see how that's how I think of it that's how I gave my advice before too mm. basically what is the best way to venture into new territories that are not usually your brand or voice I mean I feel like everybody has experimented definitely I think this goes with the first question obviously but mm-hmm. um, yeah what are different ways do you think I think the best way to transition smoothly is kind of know your audience and know who has done something similar to what you want to do. Um, Because I remember what partially sparked my reason for transitioning to Classical Musicians React was um, Mr. um, Oh, Mr. Jake. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Jake. Yeah, 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 Mr. Jake K-pop. Yeah. Okay. He was like a guitarist. He was like a, like engineer, like exactly. He would break it down. He went to... uh, Boston, a music conservatory in Boston. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, a musician is reacting. And, mm-hmm. but I don't see any other classical musicians reacting, right? And so I took his form of just commenting on the music and thought, I can ask my friends to do that, right? But it was also a mixture of just me thinking, I want to convert my friends into K-pop fans. And so like yeah. half of it, like maybe, no, one third of it was actually planned out. And the rest was just like, YOLO. I want my friends to be K-pop fans and I'm just going to film them doing so. But it was, yeah, it was more the, I guess the way that I've started reacting now has been a lot of feedback from fans. Just like if you're starting this YouTube channel, if you're wanting to transition to something else, ask your fandom, ask your friends, ask your family, Mm. what do they think? Just get as much input as you can. So, and then just develop on from there based Uh, on what people say. So I guess my story is almost similar except theory wise so because i'm in you know the army fan base fans of bts um Mm -hmm. i wanted to stick out from everybody else because like i said everyone at that time was also doing reactions but what would set me apart from just being called like a reactor and so i was looking around and i noticed there wasn't a lot of information about like their storyline or their theories and so just like how you realized that there wasn't a lot of people like reacting from a different background with knowledge of music. Um, I was like, you know what, let me give this a try, hopefully. And it was my way of also helping the fandom to figure things out because not everyone could just sit there and try to piece everything together. And so that's when I was like, you know what, let let me... (laughs) Jay is like... I I rely on (laughs) y'all. For real. Oh, (laughs) man. And so when I started noticing the the feedback I was getting, I'm like, you know what? Okay, this is doing pretty good. And that's how I kept continuing on. But try try to find something in a community that you feel like um, is not very common. But also don't stray too far from where, I guess, you started, I guess. Somehow connected in some way. Just so some people could still relate to it, even though they subscribed to your channel for like a certain reason. And, and if you do want to transition, do it, I guess, like, s- slowly. Like, do your, like, for example, reactions and then do your, um, I don't know, vlog, daily vlog. And then just keep going from there so you could build 
audiences for both. I guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, venturing out, like even like what I said in the beginning, I knew that not everybody wanted to see a reaction for my channel. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I did other things that like pertain to like what happened recently, kind of like I, I remember one time um, Big Bang's Bay Bay came out. Or they were doing like a monthly thing that uh, Big Bang did back then. Oh, and uh, um, that came out, I did a reaction, but then I worked on like a parody, like like a lot for, so when they come out again, it's gonna, I'm gonna put it out uh, with Big Bang because everybody's gonna be searching a Big Bang mm. and then people's like, oh, he does parodies too. Mm. So let's check that out. That's one of the reasons I think why my channel grew too. Obviously, it's another reason why I, I was like one of the, I guess, OGs too, mm -hmm. but um, and actually me currently right now, like going to Twitch is a different platform. Um, kind of like what Roseanne said is like, I'm still doing what I'm doing on YouTube uh, on Twitch, but on a live uh, scale because Twitch is live streaming. But also I, everybody has different like, you know, things that they're into. So, you know, whether we talk about anime or games Woo! or blah, blah, or play I'm video sorry. games. Yeah, <laughs> I play I would play. Yeah, we, we have like anime and show like where we just straight up just talk about especially the intro, like the music and anime. I always talk about that. Yeah, uh, it's just way you transition kind of like even with my Instagram, I would do uh, I knew my audience was K-pop, so I would just do a little green screen or skip. Those green screens take so freaking long, but hopefully people enjoy them, <laughs> I can't imagine. which I guess oh, they yeah. do. We love it. For like, 30 I seconds, it's like five, six hours of filming. <laughs> Major respect. Just, and then editing, it's just another like three hours. Like, oh my God, just for 30 seconds. But I guess a lot of people like it, so I'm, gl I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I think those are just ways to venture out. Uh, I think people shouldn't be scared to venture out. Mm. Uh, it is scary because you don't want to lose what you have. Yeah. But don't, like you said, Roseanne said, don't go too far off. I mean, you could. I mean, there's people that have done that, but I just, from a safe point, you gotta like see what you're known for and then just like slowly go out there and it'll work out, I think. Just be consistent, I think. Yeah. That's what I hear a lot of people say. Consistency is is key to building that audience. True. I wonder, um, and you guys aren't necessarily too controversial, but I wonder if being controversial is a good thing, is sometimes a good thing or not. Because being, you know, obviously no one wants to be canceled. That's not a fun thing. However, um, sometimes, it is good for views. <laughs> Let's say you are the one that's struggling to get, you know, however many, you know, you know, subscribers and you make Let's a controversial video. Yeah. And people come and you're like, you're like clickbaity or it could be good in that way, but it also could be bad for, you know, having a big fandom like ARMY come back to watch your videos. Or it could be bad for, you know, future <laughs> collaborations that you could have with said artist or label. So want to know what you guys think about that. My heart is hmm. racing right now. Oh. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you said the word controversy, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like oh, no, cancel. So you clearly don't like controversy. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, so earlier on in my channel, I had kind of a friend manager advisor, and he loved controversy. Mm. He thought controversy Damn. is like the number one way to gain subscribers, right? And so I kept fighting him on that until, I'm not sure if you guys have seen our twice- ooh ah um cheer up video and mm. that's when we finally had the choice of release these comments that will have a lot of angry fans or mm. keep them quiet and that way like that video came out around the time that i had finals so he had to edit and he was a uh, anti twice fan or anti once wow. i don't know and so i that's like one of my <laughs> biggest regrets is actually allowing him to edit that because i could if i had edited it i felt like oh i could have just like uh phrase phrased it in a more uh positive way i could keep in the comments that 
did end up being released that Mm -hmm. caused controversy, right? But, I mean, I think there are more downs than ups, right? Mm Because a reason why I'm a YouTuber and why I continue to be a YouTuber is because I get messages saying that I've put a smile on someone's face across the globe, right? Mm -hmm. Who I originally Mm -hmm. would have, you know, never met, never talked to never affected in any way Mm -hmm. and so with controversy there's lots of not smiles and so personally I like to stay away from it but I do understand why people see it as a way yes you can gain attention for a very specific strong opinion and saying things so I'm curious what you guys think about controversy too I think it just depends on what topic for example I feel like when it comes to like k-pop being controversial could it just it's, I feel like there's a lot more cons than pros to it. Um, that's because, you know, as fans, a lot of us are like pretty dedicated. But then when it, I noticed that other YouTubers have gotten big through controversies, mm-hmm. but they weren't in the K-pop industry or anything. They were just um, getting attention, like fighting with each other, a lot of drama, and that worked for them. You know what I mean? But I don't think yeah. that works uh, for us. Because everything is so competitive, right? And um, a negative opinion is seen automatically as hate. And a lot of opinions are are seen as facts instead of opinions. Like, I know, I don't don't think struggle is the right word, but a lot of some people see our reviews as facts. Mm. No, they aren't. Mm -hmm. They aren't Mm -hmm. facts at all. They're still opinions, even though we're basically just backing our opinions up with biased facts do those exist like but right so we have an opinion we say like okay we love this song because of these four reasons but those four yeah. reasons could be completely boring or they hate those reasons from from a different person's point of view right i guess it's just like the influencers in general comments are often seen as facts or other opinions and that kind of hazes over things I think what it is too is like because we are known as reactors so a lot of people come over to our videos because it's it's groups or artists that they like and they want to see how you like it and just want to get like positive feedbacks from our reactions and so I see how people react to like negative comments because they don't want to hear that about a group or artist that they like or adore and sometimes it may like offend them even though you know it is your opinion but they they do care about it. And so um, mm. I guess, yeah, when it comes to controversies, I guess for us reactors, we just we just want to make people happy. Right. Yeah. Bring them joy and entertainment more than we do drama, I guess. Controversy. I mean, there's been YouTubers that live off controversy. Mm. It does get views for sure because oh, yeah. people want to know the tea. I mean, tea is amazing, I think, sometimes. I think all of us have loved to know tea as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, with my channel, either my mindset was to be like entertaining. Um, I knew what I was. Uh, I knew what, like where my boundaries are. So I knew what I was good at. I mean, I for maybe once in a while, I accidentally made a controversy by accident or a fandom war almost happened. Because uh, <laughs> back then it was like there was the Mama Awards, and it, still to this day, there's like fan wars happening. Of course. I mean, I don't pay attention to it because I don't care. <laughs> like especially Twitter, K-pop Twitter is like crazy. Uh, Every time I go on there, I'm like, yo, what's happening? And I'm lost. I could like something could be happening one day, and I tweet out like a peach emoji and sets off somebody off. I'm like, what? Right. What happened? <laughs> um, or I could say like. I could just type sigh, like like not the actual artist, like the emotion. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I know, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> or a clown emoji, like 
I don't know. Like that even gets me in trouble somehow. I like I, I know people talking shit about me. It doesn't matter anymore to me. Maybe back then. Mm. But I try not to be controversial at all. I hate drama. I don't really care to be a part of it. But and if I am a part of it or somehow I made a mistake, I do apologize. But I'm like, oh my bad. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And hopefully mm-hmm. people understand that I can grow as a human being. Right. <laughs> and yes. then instead of like, you know, saying like, oh, he'll never change. I'm like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll people change for real especially if it's like over like a 10-year span but uh yeah controversy i there's a lot of youtubers that do that i mean if you want to just name i'll name drop dkdktv but (laughs) (laughs) but they know it they know it danny knows they know it um whether it be uh or even like some like of the newer like reactors that are like you know that are of course like produce reacts that they don't know what they're getting themselves into Mm-hmm. Um, but it just comes with the territory. If you want to be controversial, just expect the hate. That's why I say throughout time on YouTube, you can't make an opinion anymore. Really, sometimes you can, but you have to like watch your words mm-hmm. because you will get someone will get triggered, which is like unfortunate. Mm. But back then, it, it would be a lot easier to spread your opinion because I I definitely seen it or like how seen people change their like the way they talk or they used to be so opinionated back then, but now they're like kind of careful. Um, it is what it is. I think it's because, you know, as you grow, you start to realize that your words do affect people. And that's mm-hmm. why. Because, you know, when you're small, you feel like no one really cares about what you say, what you do. But in, in reality, as you grow bigger, people do watch you. And um, Yeah, yeah, your words mean something, when, mm-hmm. especially when you grow bigger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, controversy, I'm not really about it, really. I don't really have my channel as a controversy, like, like just to make tea. I mean, I would, like, clickbait it, of course. Like, oh, I got some tea, but it's nothing really that crazy. <laughs> Or it's like good tea that's like positive at least, but you know, yes, controversy make gets views, but that's just not me. And then there's along the lines of um, slightly different topic, but what we do to avoid controversy, and like you said, Dre, words, words can you say two words and everything can go to shit, right? Yep. And so I, I often, I don't know about you guys, but I often, if I want to express it, express a negative opinion, I like sit in the front front of the camera for like. 30 minutes just trying to find the correct way to word it right so that I don't offend people and I Mm -hmm. often encourage the people on the classical musicians react panel like if you have something negative to say like what would originally be yeah this is really boring I I hate it right say I the word I or my right so you're not like saying stating it like this is boring it's I find this you know that's like step number one right Mm. you're saying you're relating it to yourself and then step number two give a reason why so that Mm -hmm. people can see it more as an opinion instead of like immediate like why are you spreading hate right blah 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 you know stuff like that so if if anyone um is trying to start a YouTube channel and they do want to express something like an unpopular Mm. opinion Take, yeah, maybe take your time. If you want to avoid controversy, take, mm-hmm. really, really take your time to figure out how to word things in a way that wouldn't set someone off or hurt someone's feelings or anger them. Yeah. Like, I used to say, like, um, way back when, it was some group, I don't know, I said, like, yo, this sounds dull, but it might not be for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's, I, I could tell why this is for somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. this is, and it, it was back then when I wasn't really into the cutesy stuff. Mm-hmm. Then twice happened, and I'm, like, obsessed with cute stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and then Girls' Generation, too. They, they got, and A-Pink. But anyways, <laughs> but I remember back then, I was like, ah, nah, F all these cutesy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about, like, mm-hmm. the, like, mm-hmm. all this, you know, I was all about that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, or I would say, like, yo, 
this is probably gonna be the only time I'm gonna listen to this, which is kind of harsh, but I would say that it's just a different way of saying that. Um, or when I really like something, I usually say like, uh, I'm gonna add this to the playlist. This is gonna be uh, on repeat for a while. Trey <laughs> like, approved. There you go. <laughs> I never said that before, but right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do that. A little check I was mark. Like, so this is actually sort of focused on Roseanne, but uh, it was more about how like. What are the pros and cons to focusing on on one group? Right. Ah. Well, the pros to it is because I love BTS. It's really easy for me to make BTS content mm -hmm. and be happy with it because sure. you know. But of course, the cons that come with it is because it is focused on just one group, and having to make multiple videos on just one group is challenging sometimes. Like you have to get creative, or you have to wait on them to drop content in order for you to make more content. True. And, and that's when you have to just be be creative. You know, mm -hmm. I am kind of slacking there. There's a lot more videos that I could make, like more theory videos, more, I don't know, like comedic edits. Like I could make more crack videos. But that's another thing too. When it comes to like K-pop groups, copyrights is always involved. And so if I do want to make an edit, I have to take footage from something that I don't own. And so, so sometimes I do get copyrighted for it. But that's that's the thing. I love doing what I do, but sometimes mm. I can't always push out the content, the amount of videos that I want, mm. unless I sit there and really focus on. It must be pretty yeah. nice that, you know, Big Hit acquired, like, Pletus and Source so that now, like, if they happen to go into some sort of, like, lore with Seventeen or with Newest or, like, mm. with, be crazy. you know, obviously G-Friend is sort of, sort of doing that. Like, you could totally, like, okay, well, yeah. this is a big hit big hit thing so there's more a little that's more content true. oh yeah. yeah that's why i started doing like txts mm -hmm. uh yeah and then 17 i wonder how they finally posted like their first music video on the big hit label channel and so right. g fred so i could incorporate those groups into my channel eventually but yeah i've been doing txt as well so that has helped right that the lore and theories have helped a lot that makes sense. I mean, and even Dre, like, you were, you know, obviously a huge VIP in um, Blackjack. Like, YG. Yeah, like yeah. a YG stand. Still like, did that ever affect you in any way? Uh, in the beginning, I was definitely all YG stand. And then I just decided that why do I have to, like, only listen to YG when there's other things? That's why I discovered Shiny. I was like, why mm. do I have to not listen to Shiny? Mm hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like if you just focus on one group, I'm multi fandom, so I have to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard for me to keep up. But there's things that I've missed from BTS that you probably have covered, Roseanne. I'm like, oh, when did this happen? And he's like, you haven't knew about. I'm like, no. I'm like, I haven't kept up. It just, it's just like sometimes I just can't keep up. That's just the part of just being multi fandom. But it's just like more for me. I mean, I call myself a K-pop and hoe, but that's just a joke. Or is it? Love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I like to. I, I just decided to focus on more groups because I felt like you know more to cover. I mean, I didn't expect K-pop to grow this big and this fast. Right. To be honest, um, especially when I first started, I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Before there was, uh, I feel like nowadays there's a lot of like new groups, and I could see how overwhelming that is. I mean, I did get into K-pop back in 2006, and I I could keep track of like I knew every artist that was like performing on like Music Bank, mm -hmm. and just watching every single performance because I knew them all. But now it's come to the point where there's like oh, just a lot of groups, and it's hard to keep up. It's hard to mm. keep up. But I feel like I wanted to say this out loud. Like even though I consider myself an army, I feel like we have the right to also like appreciate we should appreciate other artists as well and i know that i need to say that out loud because 
I feel like some armies don't feel guilty that you're listening to other artists as well. Like my Spotify is filled with other artists. Right. Yeah, and I'm curious, Dre, um, with being multi-fandom, I don't know about you, but I feel extremely pressured to try and feature as many different artists as possible right it's true and so once you start featuring more artists people are like you haven't reacted to this one artist you hate them right Mm. so do you ever since the music world is (laughs) so so big do you ever find yourself making sure to pick the artists that you know you'll like their songs or Mm. do you just try to react as much as possible I don't know. I really do trust my audience, at least, that they know what I like. I've said it many times. I'm big into R&B and stuff. I'm big mm-hmm. into, like, this. I've been really big into ballads nowadays, too, so I've been mm-hmm. being said that. But I don't know. Sometimes I do miss out. Like, I've said I slept on this group. Like, mm-hmm. whether they gave me, uh, uh, like, you, know, you got to react to this group. And I'm like, I don't know. Blah, I'll just skip it over. And then that's my fault. I even said it myself. Like, yo, I slept on it, but now I woke up. You know, I just try <laughs> to make light of it. You know, instead of like saying, uh, you know, most of the time it's it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't see any problem. I mean, back then, yeah, a little bit, but or maybe I just don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like at a point I'm like, listen, I messed up. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I checked it out on Twitch. That's a good excuse because I did. Yeah. But <laughs> because I watched it live and you could watch it back on v- uh, video on demand on Twitch. Uh-huh. But, you know, but people are learning that, too. All right. So content creation, react or not. You were talking about earlier um, how to the re- reaction is like becoming so saturated, right? Because just everyone's mm-hmm. reacting. Yeah. I yeah. have maybe an unpopular opinion about this. I think Go ahead. by all means react. I don't mm-hmm. like I keep hearing people being upset with YouTubers who are fake reacting just for views. But I don't know about them. But I like I can't get any money from this. Like mm. so views That's mean nothing. So they're literally reacting i maybe maybe their stuff isn't copyrighted but if it's copyrighted then yeah they're doing it because they're interested right and the whole point of reactions like we went over earlier is to find if you have something in common with this person to hear your thoughts said out loud and to find a friend a family online that loves the same artist loves the same music as Mm -hmm. you and so there with every reactor because you know every human being is different you will find a friend and i know a lot of idols watch reaction content too and they'll just go through and watch every single one and so my opinion is the more the better but also if you do want to grow into a channel that is recognized and different from everybody else then have something more to the reactions like your reviews and analysis and mm. theories exactly. right i mean whether it be fake or not i have i don't know if i'll name drop people have asked me about like you know faking reactions oh. um saying like you know like oh you watched the video beforehand right i'm like no <laughs> it's like, it's like huh. oh you don't watch it first i'm like oh okay that ain't a reaction <laughs> That's not a rea- I mean, it's 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 a reaction, but right, it's not a true reaction. The I made sure definition. for myself that I don't watch it. Like I suffer for not watching. Mm. Like if I'm <laughs> even I'm like doing something, whether I stay up late or I freaking like you know I have to do something first, and then I just like suffer. I have to when I get home, I have to do a reaction. Like it's firsthand reactions are usually the best. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But, I feel like it, if you want to react, react. Um, put yourself out there you could like communicate with other people who are into that group as well or make friends on youtube it's 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 a pretty fun community once you've built your you know viewers Mm. and then if you do want to expand on that i guess try to find something that you're 
good at it, incorporate it, give, I don't know, make, you, make yourself stand out a little bit more. But, you know, you shouldn't tell someone to not start a YouTube reactor, reacting channel. Mm-hmm. You know? I wonder, um, and this is kind of jumping around, but is it important to grow a brand off of YouTube as well? Like, obviously, all of you guys have Twitter. All of you guys have Instagram. I know that probably comes with the territory to just have, you know, you have that grow. But, like, is it important? Some YouTubers don't use Twitter at all. And I think that sometimes mm-hmm. is a disadvantage, even if it's not the biggest, ch- you know, like just not using your Twitter at all. Even if you think that your community isn't going to be there, Twitter's huge. Like there's somebody's going to find your Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some of your community there if you have 400,000 subscribers. So like um, what are your guys' thoughts on like building a community off of YouTube, whether it's Instagram, Twitter or Facebook or TikTok or like Twitch that kind of thing. Right. I think it depends on what your content is on YouTube, right? Because if you're doing daily life vlogs, if you're talking about your favorite songs, if you're talking about, you know, a bunch of different things in which you would usually post on Twitter and Instagram, right? Then maybe you don't need one. But as for my channel, why I felt it was important to get a Twitter and an Instagram and Tumblr and all that stuff was because Mm, reactions are so one-sided, right? It's only Mm. a tiny bit, only a tiny part of us of how we react to music. And so I got Twitter to try and emphasize more of our lives and Mm. Instagram to show more about us. And also like a little small part of it is growing your brand outside of YouTube is important because then you almost become more close with your fandom, I feel. You're able to interact more, um, share with each other things, immediate, right? Um, And if you aren't earning, like, any money on YouTube like me, it's important to build that bond with people who want to support you on Mm -hmm. things like Patreon, right? They're like, ooh, I like this human being because uh, your fashion choices are cool, you know? And they're like, okay, maybe I'll, like, give them $5 this week to help them make their next video, right? So that's what I see the importance of brand being. So you can create a bond with your audience and then allow for them to want to support you more on other platforms and stuff. For me personally, I felt like Twitter has helped me a lot to like connect to other content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter was where you know I started talking to Dre. Um, I, that's how I it led to like me meeting Emily, Charlene, mm-hmm. just all the close mm-hmm. friends that I know now i met them through twitter and so not only can you build like a little fan base but also connect with other content creators that are similar to you and it really helps encourage you but also if you do have contact with people that might have connections um that could also help with your brand and they could connect you to someone that like a sponsorship or so so it it really does help you in the long run but don't expect like immediate results Mm. (laughs) you know and build a a genuine connection with people like don't come in expecting something right away i Mm -hmm. guess you know so skits slash production versus being first oh i mean that's true so basically quality over quantity (laughs) Um, (laughs) being first is a good thing i think but also people want the quality that's how you stand out being first has i think has more pros almost it's weird because you you get the views right and um not everyone's wanting to watch videos related to k-pop like 
5,000 months after the song is released, uh, right? So being first will gain you more subscribers and more new viewers. I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing about being first. Like, I'm growing so much slower now, right? But because I'm taking so much longer to get my videos out after a song is released. But I'm so much more satisfied with my work because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a huge perfectionist, huge workaholic. I want the video to be perfect in a way and I'll be like completely disappointed with myself. <laughs> it's a little unhealthy, um, but like when I get a video up and if, if there's like a weird audio crackle, right? Like I'll be like, okay, I'm never watching that video again. Maybe in a year I'll get rid of it. <laughs> so wow. yes to both, <laughs> but maybe okay. in order to grow, uh, get there first. I think it's kind of different in my situation because mine is, my focus is BTS or, or just big hit in general. Um, right now, we are not really able to like post reactions right away. Like we would have to wait 24 hours. Oh. And so I've come to realize, though, though, even though people have posted their like reactions like right away, they do get like the views because like you mentioned, like people are not going to be interested in it after like months. You know what I mean? It's in the sure. moment. Um, and so I would post it like a day after because I have built that fan base though. Um, they do still watch my video even though it's been after 24 hours. So I, I can't really say for those who are still new, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it is challenging. I'm still leaning over uh, quality though, mm-hmm. over quantity. You do have to be consistent though, that's the thing. Mm. Um, try to get at least a video every week, okay. if not two videos every week. Remember, if you do want to stand out, if you do want to be different, people do kind of see quality. I mean, in the be- I used to preach in the beginning. If you want to be bigger as a K-pop reactor, be the first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's very true. It's been proven. Um, mm. But over time, I definitely... I, I think when I started not doing reactions, like I did other things, I started putting more quality in other things. Even my reactions, I used to, oh my God, I don't know how I did this sometimes. Sometimes there is a, there's a story that I did that I would post a video every day and get two hours of sleep mm-hmm. every day for a month, which messed I, up my health, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Uh, my whole nervous system shut down, but, and I would never do that again because that was crazy. Did push my channel, but that was a little bit much. That's when I learned sleep was important. After that, I, obviously, I stopped doing that. I would concentrate on actual intros, like skit intros. I used to do that, mm. like for like oh, big, yeah. whether it be Blackpink, BTS, or Big Bang, or EXO. I would do like a whole narrative, like maybe during that time stranger things was trending so i would do a stranger thing intro about like <laughs> exo where like i would put up letters and it would say play my intro i was like whoa i was like oh, that. Yeah. like it, it was, like, it was pretty cool. um so those things they can notice that in the corner and those were my most viewed videos those are like mm-hmm. the ones in the middle that mm-hmm. I, I actually put the effort in editing <laughs> into that um I guess gets them hype. I want to get them hype for the reaction just like as much as the video. Mm. So that was the quality. I actually, uh, I haven't done that in a long time. Well, sometimes here and there. I never read it for TXT and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, because I've been, I think it's because I stopped doing that because I've been just busy with other projects like this one or whether it be a Mm. Twitch or something like that. There's other people that are doing that that I feel like deserve views that put the effort and quality into it. Like whether it be, a skit or uh just like in their reviews or stuff like that or just the editing and even me i would still but i, I just got i'm just quick with editing too like i'm not the first one anymore i used to be <laughs> but i'm not the first one uh but i would put a lot more crackhead editing now i call it 
which is basically just co- comedic editing basically it's like simple youtube the editing best. but it yeah. takes time yeah i think that's why one of the reasons mm. i stand out too um as far as I do incorporate other videos into my channel and like you've mentioned that you notice that your videos that you put a lot of work into got more views and mm-hmm. Umu also mentioned that like in the long run you'll notice that you'll start to get more views like it picks up and it probably was recommended and people will start sharing it because of the quality like I've had that happen on my channel at first like the first two weeks or like nobody's to legends I made a video based off mm-hmm. of like BTS's past and their present yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know of yeah. course I put a lot of work into that one it took me a while and when I first posted it, of course, it didn't really get a lot of views. But then if you up. believe that quality matters, people will start to share. It, get re- it gets recommended. And then now it just gets a million views or it gets a lot right. of views. So, like, it, it is cool to be first, especially since we, we mentioned that the reacting community is very saturated. You do want to be, like, the first to post your reaction. But think of what makes you special and add in some fun stuff that you feel like your no, viewers exactly. would really appreciate. I mean, being first, yeah, like you said, being first doesn't matter. But quality, I like, I really do like a good quality video more. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. it's a lot better. Are more likely to rewatch too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ooh, I love these and edits. Shit. I just want to rewatch, rewatch. You know, and exactly. like next week, the week after, like, exactly. feel no, happy. You know? we, lo- we look Very forward true. to Dre's skits and yeah. yeah. And, if I still do it, skits don't, no, skits don't work anymore on YouTube. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> really? I love it. I think I, la- I, like, I think I remember I like, his. The what? one where you use the BTS V doll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't get the views anymore. No one cares about skits anymore. But, but unless I incorporate like reactions, yeah. Mm. There is a YouTuber that does that. That I'm a fan of. That's I think his name. I'll name drop him. Isaiah Hightower. I think he he's pretty interesting. He puts he it's a 20 minute view because it's 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 a reaction skit within a skit. It's like a, an inception. So he puts a lot of effort into it, which I'm mm. impressed by. And I'm like, it's, those those YouTubers inspire me to like, oh, I, I, I could do that too, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. As time goes on uh, and you guys have realized, like, or obviously, I think everyone here, yeah, everyone here has done collaborations with artists, um, whether it's in person or not. Um, I guess for people who, you know, maybe they are starting to reach that point or that's one of their goals is to be able to work or interview an artist or a K-pop idol. What um, works best when, you know, presenting yourself or receiving a an inquiry from a label or the concert promoter itself in terms of content that you're going to do with the idol? It depends. Um, like, like my it depends on your strong suit. Like my strong. I don't think my strong suit is interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a type of guy like, yo, let's have fun. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let's just do it. I think of me as like the James Corden of YouTube. Ooh. I want to be like that. Like, like when James Corden did hide and seek with BTS, I was like, that is the perfect idea. Mm-hmm. You don't have That's to talk. Nice. Everybody knows what hide and seek is. It's easy. Like those type of content. I'm like, oh, that's it's like simple to the point and it's fun. I have done interviews, of course, which get a little more serious. But yeah, like even like one that everybody likes is the NCT one, which I don't know how oh, that man. happened. Shout out to SM. They mm-hmm. probably won't work with me again. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the original plan was I wanted to get kind of a Jimmy Fallon thing where you get a fan and they, they talk to the camera and then NCT just shows up behind you. Yeah. I mean, so many other people uh, like the Fine Bros took right. my idea. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, nah, 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 I'm just playing. That was the original idea, but it's like, oh, we have like only 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, bet. So I just stepped yeah. in there with no idea. I was like, all right, let's buy the role. Who has the best yeah. buy the role? <laughs> yeah. So that's like my go-to and I just go naturally as like a vlog, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I think when I go in there, I always say this, like I'm always nervous, but I don't show it. Um, yeah. I also, I usually first, my method is, is that I 
go in there with energy and if they give it back to me then it's gonna be easy okay. now if i go in like yo what's up and they're like mm. i'm like oh this no. is gonna be a struggle <laughs> it's gonna be rough nct like i would say yo what's up everybody how you doing they're like hey i'm like hey so yeah. it's like already a vibe so i knew mm -hmm. it was gonna be a good one and then we're just basically chilling like them te like yo teach me the well i'm like what where did that come from like i don't even know how to do the well <laughs> but all right i'll teach you and now that's a thing now um mm. other than that like and then of course the serious ones like the one i did with ailey or dpr dpr was more mm. of a passion project um mm -hmm. so i used a lot of money on that i knew that like we were friends i mean i met them in korea with like roseanne too i just told them to give me a chance because you know i was like i want to do something a little different for my channel mm. and yeah oh they didn't pay you to do that no oh i, I thought it was project. like oh no i i, I just say like yo I'll travel with you like for three stops. I'll take care of the hotel. You just get me in. That's and I'll wow. just do it. Wow, that's amazing. So that, like, that was a lot of money I spent though. Well, that, was, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of money. But <laughs> it got views. It got a decent amount of views, but it also opened a lot of connections for me because they said, "Oh, Drake could do this too. He's not just that reaction dude." I'm like, so that's when I started like doing other things and got more connections and stuff like that. So nice. even like the '80s one was uh, uh, amazing. Right. That I basically just. Like again, a connection. I knew uh, a dessert place that is popular in New York. They were I worked with them before with co like clothing collaborations, the A to M, basically. Mm -hmm. And then they's like, oh, it's like, yo, can we use your whole spot as like a place to just like film? Then we just feed them desserts based on their personalities, and it just became a vibe. So that happened too. So I've been very grateful, and people say lucky, which I'm like, yeah. I, I some people say just blessed. I'm like, yeah, dude, too. Whatever <laughs> words, wor word works for you, right. but also. For connections and collabs, uh, my advice is just talk, talk yeah. to people. First thing I did when I was like going to KCON 2013, a while back, was I just talked to the producers. I was like, hey, I'm nice to meet you, I'm Dre. Yeah, that's like my advice to all y'all. Yeah, as, as for me, um, I feel like when creating content with idols, the way I approach it is I want to ask questions that have never been asked before, if possible. Um, so stuff, that is somehow linked to my content, my brand. So music, behind the scenes, music questions, um, questions about the preparation process, um, linking music and dance and practice and what it takes to be a musician on stage, right? Um, and then I also, I think it's so, so, so important for, like, especially for fa people who may be slightly interested in the group and are watching the interview to learn more about them is somehow incorporate the comedy or just something fun hmm. something exactly. that the idols themselves like so they won't get bored of like you know yeah. tearing their heart out for you know in the questions right <laughs> mm -hmm. and so mix it together with serious rare questions and also like a game i've always tried in my past interviews to put a game in there or something that for will sure. get them yelling um energized excited and just mix that up that i feel like just having kind of like a, a well-rounded type of video with them that that people will want to come in and watch and learn more about them is is pretty it's pretty good. Mm. Now I haven't um, interviewed yet any K-pop idols in person, so I have yet to experience that. But like Dre said, is cover up the nerves, cover up the excitement, but also you know let let the love leak out. Let them know that they're appreciated. My dream is to interview Day Six. Like like that is Ooh. the ultimate Ooh. dream. Really. And so they will nice. for sure be drowning in compliments from me. Like, I won't be crazy, but I'll be like, 
please let me yeah. tell you how you've like <laughs> saved so many All lives right, with your music. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I feel like that's possible. That's totally let me, possible. Let me just yeah, I feel a, like that's possible. Let me hit up Jay right now. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. But I feel like I'm the same way as Dre. I am not really like a interviewer, um, especially since I know like I stutter with my words a lot. And so the way that I express things <laughs> is like through games, movements, mm-hmm. activities. So my most of my collabs, I don't e- think I even had an interview with idols. It was all games, mm-hmm. actually. Like Absolutely. my first collaboration was actually unexpected did in a way where we had to like or we reacted to their music video that dropped so like we (laughs) that was nerve-wracking but as i just pretend that like they weren't really there and just react how i usually react Mm -hmm. and then the second one was a bunch of games Mm -hmm. where we could showcase their personalities and how fun they are how loud yeah um but like dre mentioned it really does depend like when you walk into a room and the vibe that they give you if you click it like the energy's the same then you know it's gonna go smooth and so that helped a lot um but also if there is a nervous group um which i have collabed with because they were new Mm -hmm. um a little bit shy a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. but the activity that i came up with didn't really need like translations um i had them teach me their choreography Mm -hmm. um just so it's through movement but it's still something fun you know and then the edits that i did through it was like crack just to make that viewers laugh so i guess do whatever you feel like if you're really good at like interviewing go for that on the other hand on like people like me i prefer activities and games no i I feel like people rather y'all interview than the american broadcast people oh. that have been messing up i don't know what, i don't want to flex or anything but i feel like i have an advantage because people already knew who i was mm. Mm. so oh, when i go in there man. they already know oh that's that dude i'm like all right uh, i mean, I mean maybe for y'all too of course they definitely had to at least look up your videos to, to know mm. unless right. they don't care but you never know mm. <laughs> but because sometimes with me i'm like i don't know if you watch my videos but whatever mm. but i guess for me too another uh thing is uh i like to get a reaction out of them whether it be like Ace, I got to work with Ace, and I did uh, the Jelly Bean Challenge. Which oh, that was a great video. <laughs> and I realized how many bad ones in there that <laughs> were. Was gross. That was pretty. That was hella yeah. gross. And I had to suffer. I had to suffer with them each time because I knew I'm down to like like whether it be uh, spicy, disgusting. I will be down to do it twice just so y'all could be comfortable. I want them to be comfortable. That's the main uh, thing. Yes, it's like as yes. long as they're comfortable, they can express themselves a lot more and you get to see a different side to them maybe that's why i did with like ats nct i just i felt like everybody was just on point so i didn't have to be like oh like everybody y'all good blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Mm um i guess it just depends i just like to get a reaction out of it whether it be you know just a natural reaction i think that's what the fans want too and that's what i'm curious about too for sure Right. right. Yeah. When you're approaching the idols, Dre, to make them feel comfortable, is that like the very first thing that goes through? Like, hey, how are you guys feeling? Is that what you say? Like, oh, let's just do one run through and then we can film the second one or like. Uh, It depends because they're obviously know what's going to happen because I have to send them a script <laughs> and yeah, everything right. where they're whatever, you know, so everything's on point. Um, Like I said, the only one that wasn't on script was the NCT one, which. That was just like all free balling. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I would have been so down, nervous. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I, I was nervous, but <laughs> no, I just had to what? go. If the, if they feel my confidence, hopefully they're confident. That's why I feel. Yeah. There um, you go, yes. And uh, whether I'm like 
nervous and I, and you, you probably could tell I'm nervous whether I be stuttering or just not looking them in the eye <laughs> like I know Taeyong was definitely like Taeyong from NCT was definitely hard to look at uh, like oh. but yeah I mean it depends it really depends how I go up to them like AT's was easy because Hong Jung came up to me which was my bias and he just started talking to me and then everybody just started like talking I just remember one time like they just came in and I was just greeting every one of them at the door. They didn't know who I was because they had my hat on. <laughs> okay, but they were like, <laughs> yeah. And then they realized, oh, that's him. <laughs> Maybe because they thought I was taller. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Drake. I don't know. I'm so, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm shorter than I look. Everybody says I cake. I was like, oh, you're a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I only show this part of me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, comf- definitely making them comfortable is the way to go. Sure. I feel like interacting with the idols, humans, I guess you just don't, I'm sure you're like oh, you're nervous, yeah. but treat them like they're like your friends or not, you know, like don't be too, yeah, you, too comfortable. You try to but do that. Yeah. Um, so be chill. But don't. yeah, you got to be professional too, because they know it's yes. like a video. Um, yeah. But there's definitely a few like idols that I've actually definitely worked or artists that I got really nervous. Ooh. And can I, you name drop them? I didn't get to work with them, but GD. Was oh my god, that's right. That's right. I remember your story for that. Oh, I couldn't film it because I felt weird. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to film. I can't film. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I rather because I'm not really a vlogger. I don't like. Hey, what's up, everybody? Like, nah. It just ruins the vibe. Sometimes it's better to like. There's been many situations where I didn't film, and Roseanne was part of it too. But <laughs> um, <laughs> where I just like, you know what? I'm a vibe with them, and maybe in the long mm-hmm. run, we'll work we with each other. That's it. Yes. Sometimes it's better not to just vlog. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. like. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I remember um, when there was a couple of collaborations with this podcast and there were like some groups were there was like that line between like I, I listen to your music. I know who you I know that, you, you know, y'all's names and all that stuff. And I want to talk to you, but I also don't want to seem like I know too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like, <laughs> you know, and maybe come off as a fan. So I have to like, hey, so how was your promotion? And like at the same time, like. <laughs> try to focus on what I'm doing so that it doesn't sound like I'm like, oh, like I know everything about you. It's it's a, such a weird line to draw. <laughs> a form of marketing yourself, um, you know, obviously you can post on your Instagram or, you know, on YouTube and collaborate with other YouTubers. It's also networking with the people around you and like that kind for of thing, sure. even if it's not going to amount to a video, like it's making that connection for, you know, in the future that they just even, they know who you are so that you are a thought mm-hmm. in their brain at some point, you know? Hell yeah. That's advice that's been given to me in so many different forms. Like, literally whatever job you want to have in the future, I feel like at least one of the advice people would give for you is network. Music, business, uh, working at a restaurant, just networking is the answer, right? Mm. But shout out to all my other people out there with social anxiety. Sometimes you just got to not literally, but figuratively jump off the cliff, right? Mm, Because I don't know if you guys have noticed at KCON LA, I sit at the table while I allow my reactors to talk with you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm terrified. Yeah, I respect you all so much. me. (laughs) Not on purpose. Not not from a... Someone else brought me, I was like, oh, I was like, yo, you're the classic musician. (laughs) I was like a fan. (laughs) Because I was like, it's different. It's a lot different Mm -hmm. than everybody else i was like oh you're one of the i was like right. i'm like oh, oh there she is and then i introduced myself yeah i feel so terrible because i've been so timid at kcon right it's the perfect place mm. to get to know everyone since we have the green room so like as i've since i've graduated i've been like okay emma you're gonna get better at networking now 
Sorry, for those who don't know, Emma's my real name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, networking is so, so, so important if you want to go anywhere at all in whatever job you have. And it just maybe I think I need to approach it less as, you know, business tactic and more just mm. like make friends for heaven's sake. You guys are. Yeah, you guys are great, and I really respect you, and I shouldn't let my nerves get in my way of talking to you guys about just, you know, whatever comes up, so. Mm. Well, I think that's all the questions. We've kind of, like, we had more questions, but I think everyone sort of answered them within each other. Mm. So uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to speak with us. And the listeners who are trying to learn how to create their own YouTube or just their own content, where can people find you, just in case they aren't aware? React to the K, which is one word on YouTube. Uh, React to the K uh, official on Instagram and just plain React to the K on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook. So we'll be here. We'll be here for you. I'd love for our fandom to grow, get closer with everyone. Mm. We're going to try more live streams this year, and I have a lot Mm. in mind. This is my first time. I'm going to be going full on, full time on YouTube because I've just graduated. No more schoolwork that I have to worry about. So we've got a lot of cool things coming. I'm excited. I know, looking forward to that, especially now you could like go full mm-hmm. on, go full in. Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube, it's Exceleste, X-C-E-L-E-S-T-E. But also on Twitter, it's Exceleste, underscore, underscore, underscore. But um, And then Instagram is XX underscore Roseanne, which is R-O-S-A-N. You guys can find me on Patreon as well, it is Exceleste, same thing. But also, um, you could find me on Himalaya, mm-hmm. me and Jose Ochoa TV have a podcast together called Interlude Army, where we talk about, you know, BTS Army related things, even big hits. And yeah, as for my Patreon, it's once again React to the K and everyone who supports YouTubers on Patreon, we are so, 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 so incredibly thankful. Like. I just write out I get $100 a month on YouTube and that's like 50 to 60 hours of work every week plus having to you know pay people who work for me and so everyone who does just pledge $1 is fine or but like literally whatever you can give it helps me I want to upgrade you know so many things and the better my quality becomes is thanks to my patrons so Well, we look forward to that. Um, really liked your interview with Very Very. Looking forward to more virtual <laughs> interviews like that. But thank you guys again. Thanks for having me. Thank you so me. much for having me. Yeah. So along with Roseanne and Umu, today we have Cameron Phillips, who is on hey. to talk about his YouTube experiences and things like that. Um, so thank you for joining us, Cameron. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Very happy to yes. be here. Super excited to have the BTS dubber here with us. Um, I think that you, yeah. <laughs> Every time I do K-pop and shit on Twitch, they always give me his videos to watch. I'm like, oh, you all, y'all want me to watch Cameron? All right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it is actually really funny, though. Some of the shit I'm like, what the fuck goes through your mind? It's smart, too. I'm glad yeah. uh, they asked you to watch it. You don't have to watch it, though. Definitely not. No, no, it's all good because I haven't seen all of them. So They're all really funny. Like, are you making those up as you go? Is it improv? Um, yeah, I have or is like it, little, yeah, is it improv? I like plan it out a little bit of like rough guidelines and then I kind of mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. do whatever. I don't know. That's what's up. Yeah. When you started your YouTube channel, was like that the, were you thinking of doing like a comedic sort of thing or were you, you know, just starting it because you just wanted to start a YouTube channel? I 
like I was in school for film and editing and stuff, so I really like making things. So, and, and I love K-pop, so I started a, like a K-pop channel. For a while, when I was like a teenager in high school, I, I made like gaming videos because I saw like PewDiePie and all those people on YouTube do it, and I thought yeah. so fun. Uh, but then I I like I found K-pop in like 2012, and then uh, in like 2016, I think that's when I started the channel. I just wanted to like none of my friends like K-pop, so like I really wanted to share the experience with even if they're random people. So I started it. I didn't really I didn't know what my intentions were, but. I guess it just grew into what it is now. So, no, oh, that makes sense. Nice. Kind of yeah. have a similar story in a way too. That's crazy. I didn't know right. about that about you. I guess didn't ask last time. <laughs> <But> <laughs> 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 that's what's up. You were like in film school editing as well, just yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you just wanted to create either way, no matter what, it, whatever clicked. I guess. Yeah, I just I just wanted to make stuff, and then as the K-pop channel grew a bit, I yeah. just was able to be be a little more creative. And now it's mm. like to the point where I really like it now, and I, I put a lot of effort and like stuff yeah, in my videos. Sure. So yeah. About how long does it take for you to make one of the the dubbing videos? It depends. Sometimes it takes like six or seven, eight hours. But sometimes one like it'll take like two or three hours if I'm like really just like, f- like in the mood. And I, I like mm-hmm. it, it. Just sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it takes a bit of time, but. Mm, okay. I feel like you have you have a lot of different types of content. You have your your artists, like your your mixtapes and things like that that you come out with. You have um, your own podcast called Sad Boy, uh, and then you have you know obviously your BTS content um, here and there. And you just have sometimes just random videos. And I feel like you and Dre, I don't I don't know how you feel about it, but like uh, or what you think. It's like you have your own sort of thing that mm. you you do, and you've been able to you know create your own voice within your own fans that's like really successful like from going from what you started with in your channel to now how did you feel about you know doing new content that wasn't normally you know what you started out with i basically um i just have always been really transparent with like the people who watch my videos i think i've built Mm -hmm. a really good relationship with them throughout the years by just being Mm -hmm. really honest and transparent and talking about like as my channel grew uh, into what it was, I kind of always was vocal about what uh, the type of videos that I want to make and the type of videos mm. that made me happy. And like, as much as sure. I try to make videos to make other people happy, uh, I do a lot of it is kind of a form of creative expression that kind of mm. uh, I, I really enjoy. So I've always been vocal about what I want to do. So if I'm like, okay, I'm going to start trying to do these things, these things, um, they like the people who support my videos. They've always been super supportive. Like no matter what I do, mm. um, like when I started That's in good. like 2016, I think for the first year or so, I mostly just did reactions because I like for I sure. grew up watching like Dre and other people do K-pop reactions. And that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to start the channel because I thought it looked really cool, really fun to share the experience of loving K-pop. And then after a little bit, um, I don't think I get enough leeway on doing like the things I want to do with like reactions. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so much you can do with being creative and with the react, you know, yeah. editing, things like that. So I wanted to start different things, do different things. And uh, as time grew, I tried different things. Some things worked out, some things didn't work out. But um, luckily people that were fans of me uh, were always like really supportive no matter what I did. Mm. So because of them, it gives me a little bit more confidence uh, to be able to do different things and try different things out. Cause I know even if it's not like the best thing or the greatest thing, uh, they'll still support it no matter what I do. And, and not to say I don't, I don't care what they think, but like I also, a lot of it, like a lot of it is just for me mostly. I yeah. Mean, so yeah. 
It makes you yeah. laugh and happy. Yeah. Honestly. No, that's cool because I said this in the last one. I think that's one of the reasons why my channel grew too because I did different things. And people like you or other people that do a little bit different from everybody else definitely inspire me to do like mm. go back into that. Because mm. I used to do freaking skits in my intros for reactions and yeah. still put it out on time. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to get back to that. That's that shit was fun. Yeah. But I put hard work into that shit for no reason <laughs> for for a reaction because I knew that people I wanted people to be entertained like, oh, here's a freaking intro hype ass intro for like a skit for a Blackpink while doing that. But yeah. Wait, is that what you're doing for Blackpink this time around? <sighs> no. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to be really inspired. Like I have to for me how I work, I have to be really into it, inspired like, all right, I got to do this. I'm doing something a little different. Something that I've been pushing back for a while. Okay. I'm excited oh. to see it. Me yeah. too. Should wow. Be interesting and embarrassing. Okay. Well, the other thing, Cameron, is that, you know, with your videos, um, and sometimes it seems different than, you know, the other, you know, YouTube YouTubers or content creators that are out there, a lot of people are afraid of being canceled um, and being controversial. And I feel like you're not. Um, do you think it's better for your content that you are controversial or better for your, you know, the success of your brand or YouTube for you to be controversial? Or do you feel like you're controversial? I don't think I'm that controversial. I think that, like, I make stupid jokes and, like, I swear, say dumb shit. Like, I always just say what yeah. I'm kind of feeling. I, I've, like, definitely throughout the years, when I was, like, a teenager when I started the YouTube channel, I kind of was just, like, I would sometimes would say just stupid shit just to say it. Mm -hmm. But, I, like, I'm a bit older now, and, like, I, I'm definitely a, lot, a little more thoughtful with what I'm saying. I try to, this is not, this is kind of not mm. answering your question, but, like, Definitely the last few years, I've kind of really, really looked at kind of, I don't have like a big influence or anything, but I have some influence on people. Um, and even though I like to be myself and be a bit different and, you know, say stupid shit sometimes, it's been really good, I think, for me as a person to kind of grow uh, and, and learn from different things to the point now where I think I can, sure. I can really influence people on different matters either going on the world or whether it be mental health or anything else mm. uh but the controversial thing like, i don't think i'm very controversial i think i just i just say stupid stuff sometimes i don't know if it's controversial or not but yeah <laughs> no nah, i don't think cameron is controversial mm. he just matured basically throughout the times we just watched him grow it's like everybody mm. did kind of like me seeing kenny said dumb shit back mm. then i'm like why'd you say that because mm. he was younger and now he's <laughs> fucking mature he still says yeah i think whatever. another thing mm. with that is on that topic like most people grow up and do stupid shit make mistakes uh and then they learn from them yeah. but i think when you're someone who's mm -hmm. posting things every day and like you're definitely more in the public uh people kind of see your mistakes mm -hmm. and they see mm -hmm. you grow so uh it's a bit different like like obviously I, I don't want to say like cancel culture or anything, but like even if you grow from mistakes mm. or you grow as a person, they're always going to point to something that you may be a mistake that you did. Oh, for and sure. Even if you grew for it, grew from it or you apologize for it, they're always going to say, oh, well, look what you did that. But if it's someone who's not on the Internet, someone like obviously people are going to make mistakes growing up. And like if you're not on, in the public or on the mm. Internet, people aren't going to know about it. So it's a bit different. But I'm also exactly. kind of glad because it, it kind of it really does mm. make you kind of grow and learn a lot more as a person. So. I think it's it's good and bad in a way, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely humbles you or learn from your mistakes a lot more. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, but I never thought of you as a controversial person like that. Mm. I, I wonder, like, it's it seems like you're always trying to just stay true to your voice. Like, you know, no matter what 
obviously no matter what other people might have to say or just like at the age you might have been like you're always staying true to how you're feeling yeah. which has probably helped the success of your channel as well you know i wonder in the future what do you like i said you have your podcast you have you know the mixtapes and things like that that you've come out with what else do you have planned for in the future that might be different from what people have expected or is it more of of, of that I think I recently, like, Dre, I started streaming, uh, like, about a, m a month mm -hmm. ago, I started streaming. Just to try it out, I always, mm -hmm. I always thought it'd be fun, because I think YouTube can be a little bit pressuring at times with mm -hmm. trying to create new ideas, trying to even perform, kind of, because you're, you're, you're still yourself in YouTube, channel, in YouTube videos, but you have to kind of be a little bit more energized version of yeah, yourself to keep the sure. videos interesting. But I think with streaming, it's a lot more, you get to kind of just chill. You still get to interact mm -hmm. with people that support you. You get to, you know, do fun things. So I think I'll definitely focus on that a bit more. Um, as far as mm. music, I always, music's my favorite thing to do. I spend more time on music than anything else. Like I could do that for the rest of my life and be happy. So I, I'll definitely just continue to make mm. music and hopefully keep growing uh, with music and stuff. I have this album that I've been working on for like a little bit and it's a story album. It's about like 35, mm. 40 minutes. And so I'm in the very, very early stages of uh, planning a short film. So I'm trying to do like a 30, it's not even short. I guess it's 35, wow. 40 minutes. So it's, yeah, it's still short, but nice. I'm trying to do like a 35, 40 minute short film for like a whole album. That's like the one thing that I've really Sheesh. trying to focus on for the last little bit. And it'll probably take, maybe a couple years to do but uh and then youtube Whoa. i'll just keep doing youtube for as long like youtube's stressful sometimes but like i, I think sure. maybe <laughs> i'd love to as the years go on try to dwindle a little bit a little bit from youtube as much as i can because it, it does be get it does get really stressful for me sometimes if i can still keep my audience and still do things that i want to do outside of youtube i'll be mm. happy yeah no same uh I, I think we're in like almost in the same mindset except for the like the music thing i already tried it out i was like no nah, i'm good but uh yeah, you, are, <laughs> you can spit some fire i've I heard spit, it but like only only if like i i wouldn't want to pursue it but if my friend's like oh drag can you get it i'm like all right i'll try but yeah i am similar with you right. where i feel like youtube is stressful I think I'm dwindling away from YouTube. I'm more grinding on Twitch, which I like mm. more because it's yeah. more interactive. They see a different side of me. They get to know me better. And I think mm. I'm, and I've said this before, I was like, I might just use YouTube as like for bigger projects. Like if I have like a yeah. short film, I'll put on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. That kind of thing. People notice I am slowing down with reactions a bit here and there. Yeah. Like I'm not as what I used to be where I did it every day. And that's why I've been doing Twitch too. So interesting. It's so funny that this is supposed to be, so this is supposed to be like a like camera. This is supposed to be like a like a pod course sort of thing, like for like starting your YouTube channel, like YouTube within K-pop. Uh. And it's like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, you're no, right. It's fine. You're right. You're actually right. No, but I think it's good that people are seeing like you know maybe YouTube is the only way. You need different you know? opinions, yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, I think it's a great YouTube's yeah. a great platform to build your audience uh, and and help mm. grow, I guess, your brand a little bit or, and do the things you want to do. But I think. I think that's the same way every 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 sort of whether it's Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, every single social platform kind of builds your audience uh, a little bit. So there's not really one main mm. thing I think you need to focus on. But true, especially today, you could choose so much, have an audience start from anywhere. Yeah, whatever blows up. I mean, whatever, I don't know. And another thing I, I feel like I remember last year when you were kind of 
you took a break from social media. I don't know. I can't remember if it was a break from social media or a break from YouTube, but you took like a month or two break. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Correct. What led you to mm-hmm. that point? Yeah, I took a break from YouTube. It. I don't know how to even explain it, but it just becomes super stressful. You put a lot of pressure on yourself. You put a lot of pressure on yourself to create, like, good things, things that make people happy, but things that also make you happy. Uh, And sometimes you can kind of get lost in, like, I was getting lost a little too much in, like, analytics. Like, I was like, oh, like, this video's not doing as well as this one. Why not? Why aren't they watching these ones? And it just becomes so stressful. And then you try to make videos that are a bit more catering to the audience. But Mm -hmm. if you do that, sometimes you lose a little bit of why you love to do the videos and then like it just like so much stress pours on and then and then you have like still like 95 96 percent of people are going to be like supporting you and great and then there's still like people who are so mean Mm. and so rude for no reason and as as much as you can be like oh "Oh, i don't i don't care i don't give a (laughs) shit about that if you read some of the stuff and you're just like oh like that doesn't feel good you just fucking hate it and then you just like it just all builds up and then so sometimes you just need like really take a break so I needed to take like a big break and it was really helpful. It was great. It's like a good little reset. And then you kind of remember nice. why you love doing, doing it and you kind of reset mm-hmm. your mind a little bit. I think it's important. Uh, I think now I do a little bit more like sporadic breaks just so it doesn't like build up so much that I need to take a huge break. I think that's okay. good. Well, it, that's mm-hmm. for anything you do in life. So much stress builds up. You got to yeah. try to find little breaks here and there. No, I understand that. I don't even know when's the last time I took a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dead inside. But <laughs> 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 no, I definitely took breaks. But even when I take a break, I work on other things, which mm. I don't know. Yeah, like whenever I take a break, it's like a break from everything. But then I'll still like make music, making music, yeah. and, like writing songs or just writing in general is just very calming mm. and soothing. So uh. has anybody like filmed your process of making music? No, I could probably do that one day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I could do that one day. Yeah. I don't I just don't think about filming it. Shit. Just go. I'll be interested in filming that. I've been just doing that. Yeah, for sure. So I like that. That's my interest, like the process mm. of making mm. an album. Yeah. Because usually when I like take a break from YouTube, I just like filming other things that, you know, for me. Yeah. Mm. Even if it's it won't get views or not, I'm like, uh, I'm I like this. Yeah. Like mm. a DPR doc. I was like, I took three months off, I'm like, I'ma just do this. Which in the end worked out for me. Uh made more connections to other people which is cool Mm -hmm. taking breaks i mean i moved to hawaii which is nice it's a nice little Mm -hmm. break i could look outside there's nature so that's i guess Mm -hmm. that's my break (laughs) (laughs) exactly also you have a lot of pets right cameron a lot of cats right i have four cats cats okay i was about to say six and then my my friend uh, moved in for a couple months and he has a Mm -hmm. dog and he just got a kitten today and he's bringing it home tomorrow so then we'll have five cats and one dog so wow there's quite a few how is that yeah it's great i fucking love it i love (laughs) cats so much it's great you just have to be very you have to clean after them a lot but it's it's okay oh yeah i mean that's like almost every pet yeah (laughs) right that's true that's true they're like a second child they're like a child they have to take yeah they are yeah thanks for coming through with us cameron no problem thanks for having me i really appreciate it